Welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm Jenny. And I'm Justin. And if you guys have never listened to us before, me and Jenny, we're just two dorks that love watching movies. So every week we pick a movie, we watch it, and we talk about it. So hopefully you'll join us, but be warned. There's spoilers ahead. And we love movies so much that we make short films. Check us out on our YouTube channel, Kaiju Carnival. This week we watched the 2009 horror film, The House of the Devil, written, directed, and edited by Ty West. I guess he just likes to do all the jobs on his films. Maybe he just likes to get paid a lot of money <laughs> and save he, a lot of money. <laughs> well, he probably saves money. That would be funny though if he charges like the the studios like for three salaries, <laughs> you know, just for himself. I would. Well, I don't. I think of all the time that it takes to do all that. Yeah, that's true. I hope it's not a trend though, because that would be. If we ever become big filmmakers, I would hate it to be like, so uh, Ty West, he does all this stuff. And so we expect you <laughs> to basically take on two other roles. Well, I really kind of see where he's coming from, right? Because although our films are very, very short, I can't imagine having somebody else edit one of my films. Mm-hmm. What's well, in your brain? Yeah, yeah. what's well, in my brain. For sure. I think so. a lot of it does. Um, I think you changed the film in the editing room. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. But uh, Ty West has also directed X, The Innkeepers. Those are the two other movies of his I've seen. I think he also directed an episode of The Exorcist uh, that was only on for like two seasons, but Mm -hmm. it was a fantastic show. Yeah, I've only seen... This is the second movie I've seen from him. You could tell that he is trying a lot of different things. He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. And X was one of the, was just recent. I mean, that was a good film. Yeah. X was great. Yeah. I can actually, I see a lot of comparisons between, I don't know if this is just in my head or if it actually is his style that I picked up on in this movie that I also saw in X or if I'm just trying to make the correlation because, you know, he, he directed them both. Mm-hmm. But this movie, I haven't seen it before and it is fantastic. Yeah, by the title, I was thinking it was going to be so boring. And I shouldn't judge it by just the title, but I'm just like, really? A devil and, you know, like House of the Devil? Come on. Wait, you you thought a movie called The House of the Devil was going to be boring? Yeah, but the other movie I watched was X. I mean, that is like, that could be anything. That's That's true. That's very creative. But I went into this not just, all I knew was the title. Yeah. I did not know, you know, anything else and was fooled again that this was not an 80s film. It it was weird because it's 2009. I'm Uh like, this feels more like from the 1980s and some movies I've seen from the 1980s, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't just how they were dressed and, you know, all these stuff and the cars they were driving. And like, first off, I... It's really must be hard to film a period piece, you know, because like where, where like the end scene, where the hell do you even find a hospital like that? Because that hospital looks like it's from the 1980s to find old cars and old clothing and stuff like that. I'm not sure what the budget was on this film. Do you know what it was? I think I read that it was like nine hundred thousand dollars. 
That's actually pretty cheap. But I also read, and this not, might not be facts. Yeah. But I I try to look into it even more. But I also read that it only made like $120,000. That's kind of surprising because I really did like this film. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, those numbers seem so like polar opposites, you know, for how much he put in and how much he made off of it. So I don't really believe it. So right. don't, don't. If it was made for $900,000 in 2009, I would be very surprised. I mean, I mean, most of the film took place in that gorgeous, humongous mansion. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of special effects. That's true. Yeah. You know, so it was a pretty, I wouldn't say it was a simple film, but it, I can't imagine it being like, you know, there wasn't a lot of, um, there wasn't a lot of like added stuff that we see in today's films. Yeah. So, but the, so when it comes to the story, uh, for the first hour, not much happens. It's just kind of build up, but it was done in a way that I really didn't get bored with it. And I was kind of surprised by that because, uh, we're so used to horror movies nowadays being like, you know, jump scares and, you know, um, constant, you know, barrage of scare, you know, cool down period, then another scare, then cool down period, yeah. then another scare, right? I, I like how you describe that. It's yeah. so true, though. You're yeah. just like, you get like your wits, you know, back and you're just like, okay, now I'm ready for the next one. Well, they got to set you up for the next scare, right? Yeah. And with this film, it was this college girl who obviously hates her roommate, wants to move out, you know, finds an awesome place, but it's $300 a month to, you know, put that in your mind, rents $300 a month for a, a house. That'd be amazing. Right. Um, so she's like, shit, where am I going to get this money? You know, and, uh, looks out for a, a sitter job, you know, which by the way, the amount that that guy was offering in the beginning, hundred bucks. Yeah. You don't pay babysitters now a hundred bucks probably because that was the double. It was originally 50 and he's yeah. like, I'll pay you double for a hundred dollars. I'm sorry. When I was babysitting at 12 years old, we got a dollar an hour. I was really? definitely doing something wrong. I know. I know that. Look. You were way undercharging. <laughs> I know. I was. It was child labor, but yeah, and we were taking care of like babies. Dude, a dollar an hour. I know. There's so many things wrong with what I just said. I could have. I would have guessed at least five dollars an hour. No, back then. it was like. No, it wasn't. I, I would. Remembered. I wouldn't even look after my kid for a dollar an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. <laughs> um, so she gets this babysitter gig, you know, and first off, the actor who plays the well, it's not even really father because it's not a baby. It's an old woman that she's looking after in the house that we don't see until the end of the film. Mm -hmm. But he is so tall and so creepy. Mm -hmm. He did a fantastic job. Yeah, I love that one. The first the scene where um, the two girls are standing at the door and he like answers the door and they're and like they're just, looking up at him. It's, but it's not even just the, them looking up. It was like we they didn't we couldn't see what he looked like. Yeah. And the faces that they made, it was kind of like, oh, my gosh, I need to see what this guy looks like. He has the director has a way of wanting you to keep keep like, come on, reveal more, reveal, reveal more. I need to see more like what is going on, you right. know, and I think that those are like the types of moments where like because at first I was like, oh, is this like the elephant man? Like, you know, does he have like a is he look like a 
monster, you know, because he has an awfully lovely voice. This actor, very I kind. I thought it was creepy. Oh, really? Oh, we you know. We always think the completely different things. <laughs> I thought it was lovely. <laughs> you know, a very gentle soul. And so it was just like, it, you know, I just needed to see more. Right. But it was just he was just tall. <laughs> yeah, he was very tall. But that's a good point. Like we did not see him for for a while, mm-hmm. you know, until he got into the living room. Mm-hmm. Overall, the story is pretty straightforward. You know, she she goes over there. I guess they need a sacrifice. Uh, there's what a lunar eclipse going on or whatever. Right. You know, so they try to do the typical, you know, put the devil baby inside of her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the old typical put the baby devil devil baby inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was really well done though. Yeah. Know? Oh shit! I forgot to mention. I was so shocked when her friend got shot in that car. Oh yeah. Oh man. I hate. Okay, I hate to say that I love the 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 murder scene, but it was so good. It was. It was just like fast. It was so surprising and looked real as shit. And that's the reason why I the whole time while I was thinking this film was filmed in the eighties, I thought, gosh, this is really well done. Yeah. Like they they use some high like some high quality cameras on this film. Right. Because things like that, yeah, it was just it was um it looked real. And then I love the little added thing where the guy goes and grabs his cigarette. Yeah. And smokes it. Like yeah. that was like just topped it off. It's it's I feel like with his films, it's those little small things that it like is. really like make it awesome. Yes. You know what I mean? And believable. That was yeah. the other thing. Like it's so believable. The sacrifice scene at the end, I loved how they didn't show you it right away. They mm-hmm. cut from black to what was going on, then to black. You know, it was kind of that almost strobe effect, but they, they weren't using an actual strobe light. It was just, uh, I think it was maybe her coming in and out of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they were trying to give us that feeling, mm-hmm. but um, looked real creepy, dude. Oh, and the bodies upstairs that were all like skin, like were they skinned? It looked like they had their eyes cut out and. Oh, yeah. I couldn't really tell um, because it was a little boy that was on the actual uh, circle, right? It was a little boy and then the mom and the dad were kind of... I feel it looked like one of them got shot in the face. Right. The parents. Yeah, I couldn't really tell very much. That makes sense. It makes you wonder if this was like a botched, like, they're like, shit, we got to try again. Or what... what, I don't know what happened with those people up there. Yeah, this... Well... I just assumed that they just needed to take over this house because the timing was wrong, right? That's what I'm curious though is about like why this house? Like is this house in a place where this like ceremony needs to be taken like taken um place at? Um well it's away from the town and it's gorgeous. So I mean that could be that could that's two reasons. If I was a Satanist and I needed a house, like <laughs> no one's gonna know and you know it, they probably look like they have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, they've got plenty of rooms to do whatever we want to do. So um, I think what I'm getting at is like typically with um, when you see like, you know, satanic practices and movies or whatever, it's like a very specific location they have to be in. Oh, you're talking about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like a GPS location. Like yeah. all the stars have to be aligned. Yeah. Or oh. like they're like, oh, you know, like because uh, <laughs> obviously the lunar eclipse has something to do with what's going on. Right. Right. And I just this just popped in my mind right now. It's a little random, but he gives he's like, hey, if you want to order pizza, there's a number on the fridge. And obviously it goes to the other guy. 
right? Right. Uh, what if she would have ordered a pizza that he like didn't have? Like, what if she was like, "Oh, I want you know." meat lovers and he's like shit i got a pepperoni earlier like or did he drive into town and get a pizza then drive back to give her the correct pizza okay so my thoughts during that time well first of all the guy the owner of the house or the fake owner of the house he said it three times so it was like subliminal message i felt like that Mm -hmm. she had to order from this place and not some other place and then she orders from that place she gets the pizza but at the same time you know i was like thinking did this guy have the pizza already like in his van that's what i'm saying in his van right Right? but then but then i was like it would have been cold because there's no way to like heat the keep the pizza hot it had to have been a fresh pizza so what he i don't know that's weird oh i think we're thinking we're looking too deeply into this pizza. <laughs> the mystery of the pizza in the house of the devil. You know, but, or maybe um, pizzas back then weren't, they didn't come to your house warm. They don't have the hot, because bu- you know what I mean? Like they didn't have the hot bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, did they not have that in the 80s? I have no idea. I was very young in the 80s. I so. wasn't even alive in the 80s. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I know that we had pizza, but I don't remember what the pizza guy I rolled around with. But um, So, what did you think of the end of this film? the graveyard or just the the showdown in the house what do you think about oh that? man i really was rooting for her to win yeah um first of all like even from the get-go when she was she felt the drug uh you know affect her body and she collapsed and i was just praying like oh man maybe she won't get caught oh she, she got caught wait was she drugged yeah because that's why the pizza was tasted weird because earlier she she says that she gets like discombobulated sometimes uh-huh. you know and that's why i took that was i didn't oh. i didn't i didn't take it as her being drugged i took it as her like having her panic attacks or whatever she has because she mentions that earlier on in the film she does i don't think it was that no because the way that but i think that's why there was that strobe effect yeah because and and that's why she was drinking she took a couple of pieces of the pizza and then drank the water yeah like had and to she threw it wash away her, wash her mouth out right she right. threw it away um and then you know it was like the immediate eff- i mean it was like the i guess it was a delayed effect yeah maybe because she drank water i'm or, not sure or how poison she didn't eat enough of it works yeah yeah you know? um because she kind of got all woozy and stuff that makes a lot more sense now actually yeah. i can't believe that just totally oh my gosh my i knew something i figured out something that you didn't figure out that's i, I guess so i guess you're i guess first you're on time. it today <laughs> Great ending to this movie, right? Um, showdown in the house gets pretty pretty gory. Uh, you know, sticks her thumb. This girl's a fighter, man. She sticks her thumb in the dude's eye, um, ends up you know slashing his throat uh, after she gets shot, mm-hmm. and um, you know stabs the woman in the back. Not the not the oldest woman, but she was definitely old. Uh, stabs her in the back, and then you know she's soaked in blood. I kind of wonder why they brought the dead girl from the car inside the house uh, besides first to just live in the blood um i thought that they brought her in because they were kind of using the house as a graveyard i feel like they were going to commit all their crimes and just throw it in the house and then leave like once they were done oh i don't know i mean there's no cleaning up that mess in that car you know what i mean oh that's true so. i mean it was it was very it was pretty bad like yeah. the mess what did you think of the end where she shot herself i was a little bit surprised that with a head wound that like that that uh the next scene was she was in the hospital right and the nurse was like you're gonna be okay and so is he or your little one 
or whatever she said. Yeah. Uh, implying that she was pregnant. I was like, okay, you shoot yourself in the brain. And then like, I could see them at first. I was like, oh, okay. They're probably just keeping the body alive till the baby is born. But then she said that the nurse was like saying that she's going to be fine. So I'm like, is she going to recover from this bullet wound? Right. Cause that was like a gunshot wound, like straight to the brain. It wasn't yeah. cause you, you do hear about people, you know, shooting themselves in the head and surviving, uh-huh. but typically that's because they, um, you know, like put the gun in their mouth or something like that. And it blows out like, you know, the side of their face or the back of their right. neck or something like that. But she went like straight gun to like brain. Right. You know? Right. Um, so I was very surprised that she survived that. But, you know, if there's a such thing as divine intervention, why isn't there a demonic in- inter- intervention, you know? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... I- I mean, to resort to resort to that like action, though, yeah, in her situation, it wasn't so I don't think it was so much about like, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was about the whole like, oh, I don't, I don't want a devil baby in me. Oh, absolutely. If she even believed in that. I just thought like she was just, she just experienced this like traumatic, like, you know, um, how trying do you, to how get do away you, from the bad guys. How do you not believe in that after what just happened to you? I mean, I don't know. I think she just, I guess that was her only way out. It was like, the, in, in my mind, it was the only move to make. Like the whole time I was like, she's going to have to shoot herself uh, once they get in the graveyard, you know? Yeah. Because. I didn't think that the the tall man was like very threatening. He didn't seem like a guy that was just gonna you know sweet talk her and then into you know doing anything. So yeah. he wasn't a threat. But yeah, she must have shot herself because she just didn't want this baby and the effects of what's gonna happen. Well, yeah, I mean nobody wants to give birth to the devil, right? <laughs> well. I'm- there's probably some people out there that would uh, sign up for it, but she obviously was not a willing participant in this whole uh, arrangement they had going on. So I, I love though how the tall man was like, you know, once she turned the gun on herself, he was like, oh no, don't do that, right, you know, like because right. that's the one thing that like messes fo- the whole thing up, messed up their whole plan, you know, <laughs> except for the fact that she survived. So who who were your favorite actors in this? Okay, so I I enjoyed watching Megan, the best friend. Yep. Like I thought she was a really fun character and she was just this like it's just a free spirit and I just I loved it. Like every little detail how like messy she was eating like the pizza and like she's over there picking through the candy bowl and yeah. you know, like <laughs> she was so she was so great at her character. Um and of course I loved Samantha. I thought she did fantastic in this film really sold me on the whole 80s thing even her dancing was fantastic yeah yeah so, uh, same, same for me man samantha was fantastic in this movie mm-hmm. for all the reasons that you just said you know and i really wanted to, i was invested in her character mm-hmm. throughout the film you know i think that's why i kept my interest so well and her best friend was great the the bad guys were also fantastic right the tall man was he he like you said he had that very calming voice but like you could tell something was like majorly off yeah you know and he did a fantastic job yeah <laughs> The sound design in this movie was awesome. Um, so he uses a lot of music from that time period, obviously, and also 
just the horror, you know, sound elements that he uses to kind of set the situations up uh, were, were great. What stood out to you? Um, they use a lot of the um, like very light piano music to kind of um, set this 1980s like kind of film. Yeah, um, that was that was really believable. And then I, I liked how they. They didn't have the jump scares so much, but it was like they had a little bit of that horror, like, I don't know what we call it, like the swelling type of yeah. sounds yep. that really added, like, it was a nice touch. That kind of ties into how this movie was filmed, right? Mm -hmm. Because this movie really felt like a 1980s movie to me, mm -hmm. uh, just based off of how it looked, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And I didn't get into any of the technical aspects of how he actually made it look like it was a movie from the 80s, because a lot of the time now you'll see movies that are set in that time period, but they're obviously a current day movie. Right. And this movie really felt like it was a movie from the 1980s. Right. Like you said, you you were kind of shocked when you realized it was a 2009 movie after watching it. Well, yeah, because I imagine these actors that are really young, they have no, they've never lived through the 80s. And right. so they have to probably watch a lot of and get coached, you know, watch a lot of films from back then and try to mimic the way that because teens were different. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, even that one, uh, there was this one scene where she had a uh, the Walkman. Yep. I mean, you know, the way that we used to, the way that you'd put a Walkman on your head, you like kind of slid it from the front and then, you know, it's that big old bulky thing. And I yeah. love the fact that when she got up from the stairs, it like kind of fell out because yep. they're so big and heavy, you know, and she's kind of like, oops, you know, because they're, I mean, they probably wouldn't break with a fall like that because they're so bulky, but you know, it was just like things like that. And yeah. I mean, even using a rotary phone, come on, like people don't know how to even dial numbers with that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had a water bottle just like hers. I thought it was like a kid's bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I had something like that in my, like, that came in my lunchbox or something like that. Yeah, because it had that foamy thing. It had yeah. that straw that was... Uh, I'm sure it got nasty real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little cap on it and yep. stuff. <laughs> so, this movie, like... Definitely screamed 80s to me. There were so much like small things that just stood out to me that I kind of remember from my childhood, you mm -hmm. know? One of my favorite scenes in this movie was the scene where she's dancing around the house. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I love this scene so much, but it was really like fun. And I loved how it was filmed, even when she like opens up the because she's like exploring this house, you know, and up until this point, she is you kind of feel like she's like a very good girl. Like she doesn't want to get in any trouble. Right. She's not trying to like snoop through people's shit. You know what I mean? But in this moment, she just throws on her music and just dancing around the house, dude, and like looking through all the stuff, you know, yeah. and I loved when she opened up the basement door uh -huh. and the music like kind of like is distant, you know, because uh -huh. up until that point, we're hearing it like it's actually like we're wearing the headphones, right? you know, but then we have that far away shot and you can kind of hear it a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, and then she closes the door and it's right back to being loud. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was so cool. Do you think it's, it's, why do you think it's filmed that way? I don't know, uh, but I loved it. Do you think it's because she's like thinking 
Like she's like not focusing on the music, but now she's like actually thinking about something. No, I think it was like the distance of the shot. Oh, okay. I think it was a style choice. Okay. Um, I don't know though. It could be, it could be very well be something deeper than that. Yeah. But I just I loved how that entire scene was filmed. Yeah. So okay, I was very impressed by her dancing. Even the dancing is like from back in the day. Yeah. Like she has had to have practice because there was a certain. You know, watching that, I was like, oh, man, there's a certain style that people used to dance. It was very, like, very tightly, like, moving your feet a lot, but kind of bouncing around more vertical dancing. Mm -hmm. And she just nailed it. I also really love that, that shot, too, because it was, like... It made it more interesting. Yeah. It wasn't just her creeping around the house. It was her, you know, fucking dancing around the house. Um, it was great. And the music choice was perfect for that. The other thing, the other scene that I really loved was uh, when she went to pay for the pizza. Like, I thought that was like funny at the same time. Just like, you know, she throws the money on the, I think it was, she threw the money on the box, but she had a, a knife in her hand at the same time. Like, you see the knife, and then he takes the money, and then she grabs the pizza box real quick. I mean, they must have practiced that a bunch. Yeah. But I thought that was just funny, because it was like... Because I didn't know if the guy... I wasn't convinced quite yet that the guy that killed her, the best friend, was that was, was going to be the, the pizza, pizza guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't see anybody's face. But it was kind of like, did the pizza guy, like... Did he see that the girl was was like has a fucking like you know kitchen knife on her? Yeah, you know I just love that little quick shot. I thought that was great. There's so many cool little shots throughout this movie mm -hmm. that I can't even remember how many of them uh, there are. But like there were multiple times when I was like, that's such a cool shot, you know, like when she's sitting on the couch eating pizza mm -hmm. and it's that view from like outside the window. Mm -hmm. So it's like somebody's like staring in at her, you mm -hmm. know, and like we all know how that is, like when your window's open and it's dark out and your lights are on, you can't really see out, but everyone can see in, yep. you know, and it's just that creepy feeling that you get, you know? And when she was, you know, heard, heard the noises upstairs and she grabs the knife and she's standing at the base of the staircase and she has the knife behind her back mm -hmm. and she's like looking up, mm -hmm. like, do I go up or yeah. what? Yeah. There were just so many cool little scenes like that throughout this movie. Yeah, definitely. Overall, I really love this movie. Um, I'm surprised I haven't seen it before. I feel like I say that every podcast now because we're mainly watching movies that we've never seen before. It's pretty rare that we watch uh, something that, that we've seen. I really love this movie and I thought it was filmed really well. It just it kept me interested the whole way through. Like I there's no way I would have been able to shut it off. I had to see what happens to this person. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to figure out the end of the story. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, this character. Like I said before, she's very believable. Like even with all the different lies that kind of popped up with uh, the bad guy characters and she's discovering she she's still kind of like, you know, stayed with the story you know she went all the way through trying to investigate and stuff like that like just the story is solid and i am very excited to be able to see more films from this director because this is one of his newer or no this was one of his older films his second film major film that he did and i've seen his recent film and i'm like man like he all his other stuff in between must be fantastic too so definitely going to put it in my mental library watch this one again Hey guys, thanks for joining us this week on Kaiju Carnival. Make sure you check out our Twitter, at Kaiju Carnival, to see what we're watching next week, so you can also watch it and join us to see if we all had the same thoughts. And follow us on Instagram, Kaiju underscore Carnival. We'll see you next week. Mata ne!